Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning. Hello there. Yay. Um, shout out where you're where you're watching from and Let us we, hear love from to see, you. we love to hear good mornings. We also um, like to know that our microphones are connected yeah. to the audience. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. So, Absolutely yeah. another thing. Um a uh, couple quick things. We were supposed to be on um, Car Guys uh, Coffee Talk, yeah. uh, their their podcast yesterday. Um, Lou wasn't feeling well, so it got rescheduled for next Thursday. A week so from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. So yeah. be watching for that. We'll be live over then. there with them. We'll That's be live fun. over them. Yeah. And it's the, I don't know, those of you who may not have watched them before, is that they, they ask um, their guests like a five liner yeah. and they give them, you know, here's the, here's the five questions. And it's been a really um, great thing just to just to be, be clear, thinking about. They didn't give me the five questions. I used to know <laughs> it from watching their other okay. uh, yeah. shows. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we, we can we know what the questions are going to be. And so it's been, uh, it's been um, really good. See to, if they throw yeah. us a curve. So, we'll see yeah. if they do, yeah. you know, we'll yeah. just have to. Yeah. So um, that and, uh, March 30th, the event that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, just really want to shout out to Jared Halstead. He just wrote something really, yeah, really, nice. really um, nice um, on Facebook about. Yeah. And I doing, think it's so. just one more reminder. Like we, we think everybody ought to go to the live events when you can be there and you can justify oh your time schedule Cannot. and your dollars, then go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Can't skip them, but yeah. not everybody can. Right. So just, and so, yeah, we're just, uh, we're just out there offering alternatives. Just out there offering alternatives. So um, today is White Hat Wednesday. Yeah. And um, we, uh, we were chatting a lot of times our topics, unless we have guests that are going to be on our topics are kind of like discussed, you know, 24, 48 hours whatever. Um, sometimes it's like sometimes an hour and a half, some, sometimes yeah. an hour and a half. But so we were talking last night about what we wanted to talk about today for white hat Wednesday and, and, um, you know, throwing out a bunch of different things. And then we just, we hit on something that, that, uh, that just made sense yeah. to us to and talk it's about. A tough, I mean, it's a, it's an important subject, but it's a yeah. tough one to articulate. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about these kind of things with our clients frequently when they're mm-hmm. getting in business new and, and when you're learning collections and obviously mm-hmm. when you think about the whole approach to collections and how, you know, how should I apply effort? How, uh, how strictly should I enforce all these kind of things? And so one of the things we talk about today is something that we think is kind of in the white hat vein of not taking collections personally. Like we just see it an awful lot. It's, mm-hmm. it, you know, it just sucks up a lot of, energy of the mm-hmm. people and and uh you know so i just think it's one of these things where we want to really talk about it make sure that we can understand you know is it it's obviously good to be tenacious oh right? yeah so collectors yeah. we appreciate when they're tenacious i think what we have to be watchful of is when it crosses over into being personal think about all the ways that can affect yeah. our dialogue and interaction and with that's the uh, that's um, not just collectors, but that's the dealers and, and, you know, anyone that has their fingers in, um, the, the collections and the big decisions that yeah. need to be made around, um, defaults and yeah. late, late things. And, and stuff. I think yeah. first, just keeping it on, uh, collections, um, just, if you think about that piece of it, 
then what we often see is that when, you know, a collector's been lied to, a customer broke an arrangement again and again, then of course that can be frustrating. I think what we have to always be watchful of, and this is something we should manage within ourselves first as collectors, and then certainly people who are supervising collections should be watchful of it and counsel collectors when they start to cross into that thing about making it personal, because there's a couple of concerns that I have. When we, when we let it get personal, we run the risk of crossing into making bad judgments. And ones that will bite you yeah. um, potentially in, in, a, in a few different ways. And we sure. were talking last night about, you know, that and that, that we, when we, uh, we realized that there were kind of two veins that we wanted to, to talk a little bit about today about, uh, you know, taking those kind of things personally. And, and Jim wanted to talk a little bit about the, the numbers side. Yeah. And this. I'll get to that. I think the part that I kind of wanted to wrap up on collections really is when we think about collectors working in that, um, in the trenches day in and day out and working with collectors or working with customers, of course it can get frustrating, right? Whenever a yeah. uh, customer defaults and doesn't communicate and whatever it, and so the other thing that I'm concerned about with that, when we let it, when we take it in personally and it, and we, we kind of carry it with us mm -hmm. in that way. Then my concern also is that we burn out good collectors and oh, we end up losing yeah. Yeah, people you because you just, one of the things I, I developed years ago was something I called an action and reaction table. And it's just a table of when the customer does this, we do this. And I did it as a way to kind of illustrate, you know, almost like um, when the customer does X, mm -hmm. our, our response is Y. You know, it's, it's this, you know, so it's what's yeah. next. And so it's really just following a process and we, we just stick to that and it doesn't matter what, you know, which customer it is. It doesn't matter if the same customer did the same thing to us two weeks ago. It's like, this is the same mm -hmm. thing. Now, obviously certain things have to escalate manager has to take, you know, a tougher stance with somebody, whatever. But as a collector, I'm just saying, I, I don't want to internalize that too much and let it yeah. start to get personal and get frustrating because one, I carry a lot of stress with me home. It makes it really a difficult work day. And two, I could end up just, you know, moving on when, if I could learn to manage that, then I could stay in that position and be effective Yes. and not yeah. own mm -hmm. that stuff in a way that we let it get so personal. And, and listen, collections often is about being tenacious. You know, we like to, it's a little like solving a puzzle. Can we figure it out? Can we communicate? But the bigger concern that I have here is that how does it affect the dialogue? I mean, you've been in there with, yes. with, with me some. I've been in enough collection departments over the years to you hear the conversation with the consumer. And it's very, at a minimum, it's often very impersonal. It's very, I use the word robotic. Like it's like impersonal and it's robotic, right? Yes. I, yes. Sometimes, go, yeah, go ahead. Sometimes it crosses into harsh. Okay. It, car, it crosses into you know, kind of a tone of hostility mm -hmm. with a collector. Or snark. Yeah, or snarky, you yeah. know, kind of, mm -hmm. yes. Um, so smart alecky, you know, kind of mm -hmm. poking at the customer, whatever. So when it starts to cross into that, I think all of us can see how that can become a problem for our business, mm -hmm. right? And we, so often you just need what we used to call in, in the new car business. I'm sure they talk about it in other elements of the, of the car business too, mm -hmm. is like what you call a second face. Put somebody else in there to talk to that customer. If it's yep. becoming, if it's becoming a thing, it's kind of causing a little bit of uh, you know, conflict, then let's bring somebody else in to talk to that customer. It might be a supervisor, might be another mm -hmm. collector that can take a little different approach who maybe doesn't have the history with the customer. 
you know? Uh, yeah, I do. I do. I have, um, you know, when you said uh, robotic, you know, I've, I've worked with teams right. of customer service reps and, you know, that we knew every season we had mm -hmm. um, basically the, the, it was during refund. Once, once mm -hmm. refunds were no longer uh, um, able, they were able to get them for, cause we, I, I worked with a company that did events every year that those conversations became hard. They became really hard. And um, so sometimes with a collector to have a script and we could, you know, talk to Maggie or something about that, but having a script and it's just like, this is not about me. This is about the account and, and having that in their head that it's like it's it, that sometimes, sometimes if you're starting to feel like you're getting a little bit too, it, it, like as a collector, as mm -hmm. a customer service rep, you're starting to take it personally. Mm -hmm. It's better to kind of go into, all right, we, you know, this, this is what needs to happen. And this is, mm -hmm. this is where we need to go. And so that's like a step that you can go into if mm -hmm. it's starting to feel that way. Sure. And if you start getting snarky and it starts getting, you start getting angry or you mm -hmm. start getting hurt and, and those that are managing people out there and they can see it. It's like, it's when you see your collectors in between calls, just bitching about mm -hmm. someone mm -hmm. or whatever. It's like, there is something that should be discussed. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it's like, is this, do we need to give you a, a little bit of a breather sure. or something here? Um, because when, when, when it, it starts to get personal like that, even just with the team and they start to jabber about this person and, you know, rolling eyes, all it, it becomes like this personal thing with, with different collection um, accounts that you have that can change an entire team in a heartbeat too. Yeah. And I think the other thing about taking it personally is we start to cross into something and this is just kind of general in collections and, and probably in customer service too. It's like, I think of a collector first and foremost as a problem solver. Yeah. Like I'm an advocate for the customer. My job is to, and obviously I'm, I'm an intermediary of sorts between the dealership and the the consumer in this case, mm -hmm. and I'm trying to find a problem or solve a problem in a way that's suitable for both parties. Right. Yes. Obviously I'm employed by the dealership, but if I don't solve the customer's problem and, and get a way to get the payment in, then, you know, I don't, I don't really accomplish much. So when I think about that, I think, well, if I'm going to be a problem solver and I'm getting frustrated because I'm not solving the problem, then my reaction as a collector ought to be something like, you know what, we're, um, how do you feel? Would you be okay if I had somebody else contact you? How mm -hmm. do you feel about me having somebody else, mm -hmm. you know, reach out to you or, you know what, let me, uh, let me ask my supervisor if, if they're available to talk to you and, uh, and just hand it off because if it, if it's getting too personal and frustrating for me, that's only going to degrade, mm -hmm. you know, or, or have the conversation with the customer devolve into something, you know, messy, ugly. And so Definitely. that's avoidable. Oh, and so absolutely. I just think we, 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 if we work, to make sure that we don't let it take us to that point of frustration, mm -hmm. put somebody else on it yeah. and, and let's move yeah. on to something else. I, I really love um, Tommy Brandis, a really good friend of ours. And um, one of the things that when we've talked about collections and it's like, mm -hmm. you get that, it's the attitude towards it is, oh man, don't make me have to come and get the car. Yeah. Let's figure this out. I don't want to have to do that. Yeah. And so it's like the, that the, that the customer is the one that, that, like we're trying to be friendly. We're trying mm -hmm. to be helpful. Yeah. Um, don't please, please don't put us in a position where we have to do this and, yeah. and move forward with that. It's an interesting kind of paradigm that you have in 
um, buy here, pay here, or mm-hmm. in all collections, really. But in our industry, when you talk about that with Tommy, you're talking about somebody who's very much taking an advocacy approach, mm-hmm. uh, a friendly, helpful approach with uh, consumers, and it's sort of taking this approach that you can catch more flies with honey, right? You you yeah. keep them in contact, you you keep them close, and so. So I think that's sort of the approach. Well, some people will hear that because across our industry, there are some people out there that say, oh no, we're, we're strict, we're, we're tough, you know? And so they never, they're never cozy with the customers. Yeah. And well, so it's, it's, oh, and, and one of the things, one of the, one of the consequences of that is that your customer is not going to feel like they can come and talk to you when they have a problem yeah. when they, and it's, and the more we are just really, Nope. That's the rules. Nope. Da, 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 that, that you, you run the, you run a higher risk yeah. of that customer truly falling off the face of the planet. Sure. You end up having an ugly repo, whatever situation mm-hmm. where, you know, it's like if so many, um, uh, yeah. we, we, uh, when we, we helped put, a uh, a dealer in business, um, couple years back and we were helping them with their social media and, um, and someone, and we actually used this in one of the addresses that we gave. Um, I don't remember if it was NIADA or super four or not something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was a, we took a screenshot, but it was a text or a message stream in Facebook and someone reached out and they said, Hey, um, can you help me? I need to get a car. I have this other car that isn't working. And, um, and so, you know, I'm just planning on like that, that I'm letting go of that car, which in other words is like, let them repo it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but so can you help me? And that is not an uncommon right. conversation. Sure. And so, you know, as the person, the recipient, the new dealer, um, the new dealer, there's a few lessons to learn for the new dealer. Mm -hmm. One is do not put yourself in a position where your customer does not feel like they can call you and come, you know, and, and get a solution because the car wasn't working. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just going to be too expensive to fix all of the things. And, um, and also something to learn from, there's a dealer out there that has an account that could have been saved. Right. They could have, it could have been an an account that was saved Mm -hmm. and had they kept positive communication open and open communication open, maybe that would have helped resolve that, that situation. Yeah. And I think that's the interesting part. And and I just, I hear you talk about that and I don't think I've even said this to you that, you know, Michelle's now worked with me for two years. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're coming up on two years since you stepped in with, uh, and I just, I think as I hear Michelle talk about this, knowing her background, Mm-hmm. I totally see her being able to step into a place where she's able to help uh, uh, manage and improve collections departments because that's mm-hmm. just, that's kind of your, your wheelhouse. So I think, you know, as we, so this conversation we're having today is like this piece about how do you, do you, are you personal in your approach to your consumer? How are you connecting? How do you, to how them? do you get personal mm-hmm. without taking it personally? So that's, yes. an, that's an interesting line that yeah. we walk in by here, payer collections in particular. Mm-hmm. And so, I think this is the part that's always hard to communicate to people, but if we can help them understand that critical line, Mm -hmm. then now you can go back and write your own policies according to that. Yep. But you really have to get a clear distinction on that line where you're going to 
go. And, and it really helps a, a, a collector to not take those things personally yeah. and be able to keep in a, you know, it's business-like, I'm friendly, I want to help you, I, you know, we're on the same side of the table mm -hmm. here. And it, it it will help morale. Um, it when when there are when there are uh, written down policies and you know even like that that chart that you said if this happens mm -hmm. this is if this happens this is what you say if this sure. happens this is what you say that helps an awful lot. So um, you know collectors are are an important piece of that. Another piece I want to I want to talk about. I know we'll get into the numbers, mm -hmm. but another piece that I want to talk about and that we've talked to a lot of dealers about is that a dealer's attitude that is shown in the business, on social media, or whatever, is a reflection to the rest of the team about how their attitude attitude should be. Mm -hmm. And and it is so important, dealers. If you're feeling frustrated. Do your darndest to never show that to your team mm -hmm. um, because teams take on the attitudes of their leaders, yeah. period. Mm -hmm. And and I've watched leaders that have poor attitudes and then they get they, they bring someone in who has a really positive attitude and that positive attitude will only last so long before their cup is drained and now right. they've got a nasty attitude as well. Yeah. So it's really, really important as well that, um, you know, when you're talking about defaults and, and all of those kind of things as a dealer, that that we are very careful about. Um, we we are the purveyors of. We represent the entire dealership, and that we set the tone. And so, you know, part of what uh, with this with this topic that I was like, why don't we talk about this? Um, is that you know I I watch frequently. Um, different well, I watch Facebook and and I'm not on Facebook so much because I'm trolling Facebook for enjoyment but I'm like watching conversations and I'm looking at you know uh just the things that are coming up because we're trying to you know make sure that whatever we're talking about on the morning show is relevant mm -hmm. and I just see as someone who's you know newer I guess mm -hmm. is that there are there are those white hatway dealers that I just can always count on stepping in and adding a, a, a voice of um, calm, mm -hmm. of, um, of, of, of like, this is how you can work with them. This is how, this is a wordsmith of how you can communicate, like whether it be on um, like, I got a bad review mm -hmm. and, and you, and you, you know, it's like this, the dealer Obviously, that some of these tracks are not out there in public, but their teammates might be on the same thing mm -hmm. for one thing. But the dealer says something, you know, this is a long story about how awful it was. And, you know, I don't know how to respond to this, this bad review. Yeah, I think we'll have a separate. Yeah, one it's day, things so, yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's just like we it's really need to be judicious about what kind of attitude we're bringing to our team and what kind of what kind of. um how we communicate and how we how we view our our customers and you know one of the first things that when we when we go to to uh, do a, a consulting or a coaching visit and if the dealer ever refers to their customers as those people mm -hmm. or them mm -hmm. it's like okay let's cover we, that we, we, yeah, yeah let's cover that ground because these are our customers this yeah. is our community this is 
you know, these are the, these are our customers. Yeah. And so it's just shifting that, but you wanted to talk about some other, well, I just think before we move away from that part or into Mm -hmm. the actual, you know, number side of it, I would just ask everybody think about, you know, when a customer defaults or customer lies to us or customer stops paying and starts hiding, is that, is that a personal matter or is it a business matter? Or if, or if they leave a bad review. Or bad, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm just mm-hmm. saying in, in the collections context, I'm just saying, is it, is it, and, and obviously, you know, we, we, when people leave reviews, that's a reflection of their experience, you know, at our place and miscommunication happens all the time. But I'm just saying from our standpoint, what are we making the mistake of taking it personally? And, and here's where it starts to become a business problem. One, that whole thing we talked about day-to-day attitude, um, burnout, like, you know, longevity, right? So, so people being able to stay in that role, that's Mm -hmm. an important one. But the other thing that is something to be watchful of is when we start to spend too much time working on any one account, like that's something I've been watchful of in my career too, is like having had a dealership myself and managed this. Mm -hmm. I, I still adopt the approach that I was taught way back in the beginning. I still, still think it's fundamentally um, appropriate to when a collector is working the collection queue, Mm -hmm. I recommend still after 22 years of doing this, I still recommend working the delinquency queues from the, the most recent delinquent. So whoever became one day late, two days late, we work those accounts first. So, because the idea is if we spend much of our morning working because it's personal and we've got to find it and it's a puzzle and we got to, you know, we got to go find this one customer. We we're working on this account. It's 47 and, days. And not every, due. not every dealership has someone on their team that that's like their job. That's what they do. But, but regardless uh, yeah. whether we got a yeah. team of one collector or, you know, 50 collectors, the, in my mind, the approach is still the same because my concern is when we start our day and we give too much time early in the day to work in an account, that's 47. I'm just picking numbers here, but if we're working a customer that's, you know, well delinquent, and we're neglecting the customers that are coming one and two days late, that those one and two day late become the five days and the 10 days if we don't address mm-hmm. them quickly. And why do we need to address them quickly? Because financially, we know that if this customer that we serve and buy here pay, if they fall behind, they have trouble catching up. Yeah. So we need to know that. We need to avoid letting them get too far behind. So we like in this line of work, payday payments. We like persistent and and persistent, quick resolution of problems before they become bigger problems. And now you don't have that customer at 30 and 45 days late hiding from us. So that's where, you know, it starts to become personal and we start to give too much time. So now we start to step into this place where we're, we run the risk of stepping over dollars to pick up pennies or whatever the old so expression is. So let's talk is. about some of that. Yeah. I mean, like the, you know, stepping over dollars. I like that that well, expression, stepping yeah. over dollars to pick it's up like pennies. It's like the, first, the mm-hmm. first example of that is in the easier soft cost. It's about people's time. How much time are we giving to customers that are seriously delinquent? And at what, at what price are we paying for that? Like what, when we neglect those accounts at, I would call the top of the list, the one, three, five day late. When we're neglecting those customers, what price do we pay by giving our attention to that customer over here? Because it's personal, it's frustrating and we want to find them and we're giving attention to that. And so this is where it starts to become a real business matter and we start to suffer for it financially. And so again, soft costs, hard to identify, but we have to be watchful as collection supervisors about that element. Are we doing that? And then the other thing I see what crosses over in decision makers, general managers, 
And the best way to tell the stories, I always remember, I called for a general manager, you know, working with a dealership remotely and called for the general manager of the dealership one day and they forwarded me to his cell phone and he was um, pulling a trailer going to get a repo that was in another state. Like it was a, you know, seven or eight hour drive. And mm -hmm. so I'm having this conversation with this general manager who is taking a trailer, spending all day down there, probably spent a night, you know, all the day way back. back. So two full days. Gas, you know, hotel. two days out of the dealership, hotel, whatever, to go get this car. And I can't, I don't know what that situation was with that particular car, but it sounds very personal. It sounds like we're making a poor business judgment to go give that much time to recover a repo when what's the value of that car where it is in the other state what's the value pick a number $3,500 so now we're going to spend a day and a half going after a car that is a $3,500 car and we could just sell it down there maybe we sell it for $3,200 and we take that $3,200 and go buy another car up here and we're, we you know we're we're much cleaner. We're much able to, you know, we're able to have inventory turned around much more quickly. So it's, it's the, you know, it, it's likely that the, the general manager in that case was looking for an excuse to get out of the dealership, right? It could be, it <laughs> yeah. could be that it wasn't personal about the customer's account after all, but it's like, the point is we sometimes spend an awful lot of money recovering cars, like going out and impound, you know, picking up from an out of state repo. We spend a lot of time and money going to recover cars. Why? Because we think it's our car and we need that car back. And I think that's where we start to, you know, I can't be sure how much of that is personal, but you, it just, to me, it's always a question of making a good business judgment. This is why I think the personal part is, is important when we start to let, and we talked about this in the context of ego before, mm -hmm. but now if we kind of leave ego out of it, we just say, we're just taking it personally that taking it personally causes us to start to cloud our business judgment. And that's where it becomes a problem for me. It's like, now we're crossing into it. It's affecting our decision-making. It's causing us to make poor financial decisions because it's personal. And so if we could remove that and just, it's not a personal matter, it's a business matter, regardless of what the customer did, let's use sound business judgment and mm -hmm. let's work through it and move on to the next thing. And let's not let them continue to sap our energy. Sure. Mm -hmm. right? We can't, we can't let them, you know, that whole situation is still going to, I don't, I don't mean to suggest we're not going to enforce the contract. We're not still going to get that resolved. We're just not going to do it in a way that's personal. It's a business matter. We, when the customer does X, we do Y. When the customer starts to hide the car, we have remedies and we go through the remedies and we hand it off to the next person or whatever, mm -hmm. but we don't, we don't internalize it. Yeah. Okay. Because that's when we start to it starts to affect our judgment and decision-making. And that's where I think we just, when we're talking to dealers, we just ask them to be watchful about that in their collection department and their own decision-making is when it starts to feel personal, then it just ask yourself, are you still using good judgment in, in resolve those matters? So that's probably enough for today. I don't see anything else that we on that particular subject, but I think it's important. Like I think the it conversation is. today is as much it for is. you and me. It's like just, you know, yeah. making sure that you and I are on the same page in terms of what is fundamental, where are these hidden costs that mm -hmm. we experience, you know, as a result of, you know, letting, letting this stuff get personal. And, and also, you know, I just, I kind of go back to the um, teaching your team as well as you speaking in uh, uh, communicating with your community and your customers uh, in a way that is 
is based in principles like the White Hat way, mm -hmm. that it's um, I'm going to be empathetic. Um, we still have rules. Mm -hmm. um, we're going to we're going to follow the rules. You know, we really want to work with you. Just let us you know, this. It doesn't have to go somewhere negative. We can work together to make mm -hmm. this make. But, you know, we just we need you to talk to us yeah. or whatever. Or and I really liked um, on one of these things. Someone was talking about a, uh, a review and Jack Carter piped in and, and I really appreciate it. It's like, oh, Mr. So-and-so. Our salesperson thought this was going to just going to be such a great fit. And we're so sorry that it's not. And please reach out. And, you know, burr, 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 burr. and it was like that was empathetic without getting snarky or like, well, it's a he said, she said, yeah. um, you know, let's argue about this yeah. on on yeah, social media or whatever. And it's Arguing like, on no, a review, it, it never even play. if you win the argument, yeah. you have lost. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. You have lost. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're going toe to toe with your customer yeah, in a public forum. And that's forum. never yeah. a good idea. So, hey guys, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, Friday uh, is another um, morning show. And then on Monday, we have a special couple special guests. Yeah. And I might, I might just uh, let folks know that we're involved in those conversations before. We've, I've been crunching numbers on uh, this thing about trading. You know, we kind of struck a nerve out there with the poll in the Facebook oh, groups yeah. about, yeah, we're still is it, how, is it good decision we'll, to trade? Not so much Friday. a good decision, but do you like to do it? Yes or no. Yeah. And so we've done a bunch of math. We're going to get a financial <laughs> review on that. And we're going to bring that subject back. So yeah. So maybe it will forgotten. be Friday if yeah. we get everything back and, and can do that, but we'll make sure that we post it out there. Cause that's going to be a really, um, you know, if you, if you can listen on that one recorded or live, that's, that's going to be pretty valuable yeah. information, I think, cause it will be very straight lined. It'll be numbers and numbers don't lie. Yeah. I yeah. can promise you it'll be valuable. Yeah. To many, so I'm looking forward to bringing that forward. All right. Well, um, have yourself a great Wednesday and, um, and yeah. we, uh, we will see you on Friday. All right. Thanks, Have a folks. great day, guys. Thanks so much.